0: Hola. do you want to hear more of The Men's Room? Subscribe to the Best of The Men's Room podcast on Radio.com.
1: Now, The Greatest
0: Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Greatest Story Never Told, along with our executive producer, Mike Hawk, here from The Men's Room Radio Network. Our hosts are our own Steve DeTroll Hill, and I oh. am Miles Montgomery, and we are here for the uh, The Greatest Story Never Told. Now, if you have uh, listened to our program throughout the years, more than likely you've heard bits and pieces of some of the stories that you will hear on this podcast. But for the most part, I think, Steve, it's safe to say that we have never been able to really uh, go into detail to explain uh, a lot of the stories in depth. And at times we've edited a lot of these to protect the innocent. To uh, About the
0: innocent, we mean protect ourselves. Yeah, I mean, let's just face it, right? Uh,
1: but either way, we are going to uh, share some stories with you. That uh, we have never told in their entirety. And uh, not only that, we're going to have some uh, celebrities on, some friends, some listeners telling some of the stories that hopefully, if the statute of limitations has run out, uh, they will be able to tell us on on this uh, great pro- podcast here. And really, it's just that simple, right? It doesn't matter who the
0: person is, it's the story. Trust me, we have met celebrities who are incredibly dull. We've met some people you've never heard of who tell the stories where our jaws just hit the ground. But mm-hmm. the whole point is this is the moment, this is the place. That tell the stories that have never been told, and typically, after you tell the story, everyone
1: understands why you never shared it. That's right, exactly. And by the way, uh, Steve the Thrill Hill has hiccups on our very first ever, uh, The Greatest Story Never Told. Yeah, so it I'm, happens. I know. So, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna title this one. Uh, the title of this one, Mike, just so you know, for our friends, is uh, Cocaine. Are you familiar with cocaine? It is cocaine and kidnapping. That is correct. Cocaine and kidnapping, episode one of the greatest story never told. Since we begin with cocaine, you'd think we go with Stephen Pearl Hill, but no. In fact, I will tell the cocaine story. Aha. Yeah, exactly. Please switch a switcharoo right out of the gate. All right, and we begin. And uh, this story actually uh, starts out when I'm about uh, 18 years old, and I'll make it quick through the first year of this process to let you know how I got there. Okay. So in high school, I really, really cared about sports. Okay. Maybe the dumbest thing in the world, but I did. I played uh, baseball. I played football. I was a pretty good football player in high school, and I ended up- uh, Uncle Rico. Yeah, exactly. I'm Uncle Rico at this point, right? And and I played quarterback, and I was all state uh, as a punter. Not a quarterback, a punter. Uh, Had some scholarship offers, all these things, and I decided at that point in time in high school that I'm done playing football. I don't want to go to Shepherd College, which was a local. Where college. is Shepherd College? Shepherd College is in Shepherd, West Virginia. Shepherdstown, even, West Virginia. But
0: what do your parents say about that? Because think about this: yeah. you know, as a parent, my kid can say, "Man, I don't want to go to Shepherd College." Be like, "I know you don't want to go to Shepherd College, but Shepherd College—you going to pay yeah. for you to go to Shepherd
1: College." Yeah. Go to Shepherd College. Exactly. I didn't want to do that. I was like, you know what? I'm done doing this dumb stuff. Uh, then uh, Terry Bowden—he—he uh, uh, he, he tried to recruit me. He was a guy from West Virginia. and He was now coaching at Stanford. University in Alabama. Why did you not take that? The because, name and the location. Because I did not want to move to Stamford, Alabama. I really just was done. You lived in West Virginia. I know, I know but at this point I'm done with football. I'm done no with sports. No offense.
0: If you live in West Virginia, and look, West Virginia is not as bad as everyone says. No. Mississippi is. But West Virginia still gets all the knocks.
1: You still can't throw shade. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I was so tired of, of practice, of of getting my head beat in. Like, I'm done. I'm going to go to college. I have a girlfriend. I'm going to get my own place. I'm going to get laid. I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to drink. Like, I am finally done with this crap. I am out of the house. So that's what I do. I determine I'm not taking any of this stuff. I'm going to go to my hometown school of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I enroll at West Virginia, and It's great. I get a free ticket to all the football games, all the basketball games, all that stuff. Uh, What were you you majoring in? At that point in time, uh, journalism, crazy. Okay. Yeah, broadcast journalism. Strange. You do one of those. Didn't do anything for me. So then, all right, as the season goes on, I start going to all the games being the drunk freshman student. (laughs) I am – the Mountaineers are on fire. West Virginia is playing very good football to the point where – they make it to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. They beat teams they've never played in 1988. They beat Penn State. They beat they beat Syracuse. They beat everybody, Virginia Tech, that was in front of them that year. That could be, a, you know, a problem. And they went on to play Notre Dame in the national championship game. This is a big deal. West Virginia's never been to a national championship game. It's the Fiesta Bowl in Tempe, Arizona. Me and my buddies were on the couch. At the time... The punter for West Virginia was a senior. He wasn't a great punter, but he was going to be gone anyway. Sure. We watched the game and Notre Dame beat their ass. I mean absolutely. And when I look back at the team, I understand why. Uh they had one guy named uh, uh Tim Brown. Okay. Who you might have heard of. Uh they had another guy uh what the hell is his name? Uh Rocket Ismail. Why did they call you him Rocket? Their their fullback's name was Jerome Bettis. Oh, gee. oh, you played that team. And the tailback was a guy named Ricky Waiters? Waters. 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 They had a pro team on the field. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Rice, the quarterback. I'm watching this game on television. Wait, who? Uh, Tony Rice. I'm watching this game on on, on TV. (laughs) And uh, the punter for West Virginia, who is punting a lot, is horrible. (laughs) Granted, he is a senior. So my buddy nudges me. He's like, dude, they need a punter. And at this point in time, I've been like six months, seven months out of practice, out of all this stuff, and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm. I hear you. So, in the Daily Anthonyum, which was the newspaper of West Virginia, one day I look and it says all the things that you can do. You can second semester now, right? So the the season's over. You can you can pledge these fraternities. You can try to join the radio station. You can do all these things. Uh, also, football tryouts and basketball tryouts and <laughs> hockey tryouts and track tryouts. So I'm like, you know what? I've I've sat for like basically a year. Why don't I just go try out? See what, what the I- hell happens. And my buddies are nudging me like, dude, there's no way. Come on. So 85 people go and try out as walk-ons. They pick five people. I think this is the joke. However, when I go and I kick, it's just a great day. The wind is perfect. The air is perfect. Are you kicking or punting or both? I am punting only. Okay. Like, I've decided, like, I'm not getting hit anymore. I'm done with <laughs> this quarterback crap. You know, like, I could have done that, like, in a junior, junior level. I'm not doing that crap. You mean like Shepard College? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, or Terry Bowden, who I wonder what happened to him. So uh, so I decide I'm going to try out as a punter. So I go to this tryout, and I'm just booming the ball. Like, I, my, my leg is fresh. I haven't kicked. I'm 18 years old. Right. I mean, I was an all-state punter. I know I can hit the ball. This is easy. So I go out there and I just start booming them. Lo and behold, they said, come in uh, tomorrow, and there'll be a sign on the glass window door going in the facility building. Did you make this team? There's four names on there. I'm the fourth name. So I How go How do from, you feel in that moment? I go from that? sitting on my couch watching the Mountaineers play in a national championship game to realizing that I just made this football team. Because I decided on a whim, with a hair at my ass, that I'm going to go try it, which is funny enough. Everybody thought it was a joke because I'm like, "This is funny to me too." <laughs> but but now I it I, is it but, is but, a but, joke. But now I got to buckle down, right? Okay. So I start lifting again. I start doing all the stuff again, and then I get out there, and there are uh, at that point in time four punters on the Mountaineers, including myself. So the three guys were there all before right. me, and I am the fourth guy. Now I realize at this point there's definitely a curve difference as far as your level. So anybody will tell you anytime you step up, it's going to get faster. Speed right. is the is the determining factor in all this. So kind of the same with punting, you realize like, ooh, God, these guys are really booming the ball. So I'm doing squats and deadlifts. Either way, I make the team big deal for me. We just played yes. in a national championship. Like we're, you know, we still was rated like number five in the country after after it's all said and done, considering we just played. You know, one of the maybe the best college football sure. teams that's ever been assembled on on a, on a field, as far as what they did in the pros. Right. Okay. So I'm on the team. I'm the fourth string punter. The fourth string punter. so are you, you being know, for real? Yeah. They. So there's four punters on the team. You also have to remember in college there's 150 guys. Oh, on Oh damn. Roster. Okay, I did not realize. So that. you know, like you've got a lot of kids. A lot of them are redshirt freshmen. A lot of them, are, but I I gave up my redshirt freshman. I was on the couch drinking beer, partying, smoking right. weed for the majority of that freshman year. I didn't care. Like <laughs> what like what, what is that extra year of punting going to do for me? Who gives a crap? I made the team, it was cool. So you practice all the time, your whole life becomes a this football fourth thing. Fourth string punter. I'm and sorry. And I'm like man. and I'm
0: like like there's like honestly, your NFL dream died when they told you you were a fourth string punter in college.
1: Yeah, honestly, like I don't know the scenario that would have to happen to put me in a game. And if you don't know anything about uh college football the way it works is they do travel with about a 65 man roster, mm-hmm. so they travel like pros. So when you go on the road, you know what I mean. You're 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 more than likely not. They don't take a backup hunter.
0: You don't. don't they say. They don't say a
1: backup kicker. That's they, they, crazy. they may take 15 tackles or seven running backs. So we never traveled. We 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 practice. We did all things. Kind of like being on our on the practice squad of an NFL team. You, when you're the four string punter in college, accept the fact that you're on the practice. Squad. Right. Okay. But I I continue to get better, and I I continue to actually do pretty well in my mind anyway. As far as my progression, <laughs> as far as what I started with and where I end up, and I'm I made it to third. string. Yeah, but you're right. Maybe like oh, I beat the third guy out. But that, but that never happened. So I never traveled any games. I never did anything like I, basically, I, I did Scully a lot, which was you snapped the ball to Major Harris, like you you centered the ball a lot. I held a lot for kickers. I kicked the ball. A you're lot.
0: living the football dream.
1: I mean, I'm like a ball boy with a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right. that's where I'm at, right? But you're I'm you're unpaid help. But, but I'm on the team, and I get to eat steaks, you know, and and, and okay. use the dinner plan. And granted, you you had to be there from noon. Until about nine at night, so you practiced, uh, you lifted first, and then you practiced at two, and then you had meetings, and then you had dinner, and you, then you had physical therapy, and then you had uh, they had tutors there for studying. It was a it was a grind. I went from doing mushrooms and acid and sitting on my couch with my friends smoking weed to studying with tutors, and, and all this. So it's a it's, choice
0: you made. I have no sympathy.
1: Correct. And this is why I never should have done this. It takes
0: this. that much to be... Well, I want you to think about this. You still have to put in that much work to be the fourth string puncher. I'm not even trying to make fun of you, man. No, but it's, it's true. That's ridiculous.
1: It is. So, But anyway, I'm on the team. It's good. It's helping me get laid. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really? still doing fine. Oh my God.
0: Dude, no. Oh my God. No, I played bass and out in a rock band. Playing bass to me... Is the equivalent of being the
1: punter on the football team. But I was the fourth, no no pun intended, string bassist. There, there's <laughs> our connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, like but I how mean, does that like
0: but I played so, bass in my band. I wasn't okay. like, hey, if the bass player goes down, and then two more
1: after him yeah. go down, I play. You now you, know, you gotta remember, when you're doing this, you have no money, you have no time to do anything, you, you don't have time to have a job. I worked in radio in the summers, I worked in radio in high school. So I already kind of knew what I wanted to do. But you can't just take part-time radio jobs as a college kid. Those shifts aren't right. available because they're available on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening when you're running things. Or I, I couldn't get those hours at the place that I worked. But I did make the team, and it was cool on home games to run out of a tunnel sure. and have the, just the thrill of the of the Mountaineer fan base—sixty-five thousand people go nuts—and you know you're playing pit and you're playing all these home games. And you know I I remember uh, very. Uh, very well uh, throwing three interceptions to a guy named Alex Van Pelt in high school (laughs) and then watching on the sidelines as the four-string punter while he is is the starting quarterback for the Pitt Panthers. Uh, Very great NFL career with the Buffalo Bills and and still a a very good NFL quarterback coach. Either way, I'm I'm, I'm digesting all of this. You know none Uh, of those guys remember, Miles. No, they remember me from high school. I threw at his head. No, I'm saying. No, like... in baseball, I threw, a, I threw a Cochran's head and I threw a Van Pelt's head because they're the best guys they had. Okay, well, and that's I, a way I, to I, be a memorable, but so that's the way to do well, it. Like a, but not to Uncle Rico, this thing. So the year goes through, all right, and I'm still the four-string punter. There's no chance in hell. A nuclear bomb could go off in West Virginia. They'd still say pooch punt from the quarterback. Right. They'd still say something else. We're going to go for it on fourth and 35. I'm not getting in the game, right? But we make it to the Gator Bowl. So I go from sitting on my couch and thinking to myself, wouldn't it be funny to try out for this team because I'm tired (laughs) and I I don't have anything to do? I I think I can do it. But I still have a leg. So I make the team, and the next thing you know, I'm in the Gator Bowl. But most of the time, again, when you travel, only 65 guys go. When you make it to a bowl game, they invite the entire team, which means all the guys that practice against them, all the guys that should basically – like, you know, the practice team in the NFL doesn't go from, you know. Uh, w- if you go to the Super
0: Bowl, they, don't, they might get tickets, but they're not flown they're, on right. the same plane.
1: Exactly. So
0: we. College is nice right. enough to take the fourth string punter.
1: Sure. Now, I don't know what you know about numbers, but in, in this game, you know, there's 155 guys on this team. Uh, realistically, uh, in numbers, there are only 99 that you can put on a uniform. So I'm also wearing the number of someone else who has the same number on the same team. Wait,
0: so if I'm watching this, I would see two two of you.
1: I would see there two would be numbers. a seventeen who'd be a great wide receiver on the field. The backup or is right. also number seventeen. Do you also? Yes, there's not enough numbers. <laughs> it's the only reason
0: your number's ever been called exactly because this, this someone bizarre. else
1: was wearing but, it in a bowl game. But after this, uh, uh, but after this uh, national championship game, we still had a couple players left. Uh, Major Harris was our quarterback. We had a, we had a good team still, and we make it to the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. They charter a couple of planes, and all these guys that I know who are freshmen and young and like us who never. We get to go on a trip. This is going to be great. We have per diem money. We have all this What's stuff. Per diem? How much do you get a day? I don't remember, but it was more than I'd ever had in my pocket up until that time. Okay. All right. Where I didn't owe that to bills or anything else. Like, this is money... That's just dropping from the sky that I've never. <laughs> and by the way, down there, they fed you on every meal, You had breakfast, you had meetings, you had lunch, you had dinners you went to. They, they took us on the uh, USS Saratoga. We did these tours of Jacksonville, the landing, like they had our itinerary completely planned out to the point where you really didn't need any excess money. But right. You're going to Hooters at one of them bed check. But so, okay. So we had this money in our pocket and the experience was amazing because again, the other guys on this team don't travel. Who brings their fourth-string punter? So I'm there. No one. I'm having a blast. You know what I mean? I am taking this all in. There's no chance in hell I'm going to play. I would do walkthrough practices. Now it's like no pads, just shorts. I'm like, wow. We do pads all the time, even the punters. So this is just the greatest week of, of my life, right? I am having a good time. And then all of a sudden the game happens. And the game was great. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, like if I could tell you the spectacle of the stuff I saw. First of all, the specialists are the first to take the field. So even before the band gets out there, kickers, punters, punt return, uh, kickoff receiving, uh, all those guys go out and they get a feel for the field. Okay. When we ran out on the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, which is where the Jaguars play now, it, it's it's been redone since. The, this is how old this is. This is before the Jaguars. They had to redo that steam. This is an old battleship, like Qualcomm in San Diego. Like, you can still smell the pee from the dude who peed on the wall in 1945 when well, they built it. Well, that's called vintage. It, it's vintage. It's a vintage thing. <laughs> and it was still a vintage place. We ran out on the field, and the booze were insane. But who were you playing? T- we were playing Clemson. Oh God! Right. And what so we didn't right realize was Clemson, South Carolina, and Jacksonville, Florida, are about a two-hour drive. <laughs> this is a home game. Yeah. For, for the sure. Clemson Tigers, uh, it, it's it's crazy. So the crowd's all orange. They're throwing beer cans at us. This is just absolutely a they're sound. throwing beer cans. Oh yeah. And not only that, but the Bermuda grass was was burnt because it's you know December. So they had spray painted the entire field green. So we run out and we're like crunching like we're like we're stepping on cockroaches in a Florida hotel. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's insane. Like you can't and you keep burying down in this heavy Bermuda grass, but it's spray painted. It's not fluffing up and it's bizarre. Anyway, we go out there. We start kicking out of the back of the end zone. People are throwing stuff at us. The Clemson band's behind us getting ready to, to go on the field, you know, so they're like right behind us doing their, their battle stuff thing and whatever. stuff. Uh, in the meantime, uh, one thing you should know about uh, college ball is when, when you're playing in that type of environment, they have branded balls with a Gator Bowl logo. This is, a, and they take those balls and they auction yeah, it's like them the off Super after balls the fact. Big deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's a game ball from uh, the Gator Bowl. We'll auction it off for Children's Hospital, or whatever. So they, they have 20, 50 of these balls, and they're they're brand. I mean, they're slick, brand new. They have a wax coating on them. They are not ideal to kick. Like, a ball needs to be broken in like a baseball man. Do not justify your upcoming failure. Okay. So, and I know we're not allowed to put, uh, cuss. or We, we decided not to cuss on this podcast, but I'm, I'm quoting someone so we can believe it. And look, you know what? I would say this.
0: Some people worry about cussing. Some people don't. Slurs, whatever. One thing I truly believe, if you were quoting someone else. You can say it. I
1: think it's fine. Okay. so He called the, you I'm an a- in, I'm in the back of the end zone. And uh, we're, we're kicking out of the back, and we've got guys about the 50, 55, or 40 on the other side, and they're catching our punts, right? I'm booming the ball. It's, it's beautiful. It's like it's 85 degrees. It's humid. The ball's flying well. Everything's good. And then Coach Don Nealon comes up behind us to check on the punters. He'd already been talking to the kickers. This is the way it works. What do you feel comfortable with? Can right, you right, hit right. from 50? Can you hit from 55? What do you think about the plant on, on, the, on the field? Is it slick? Is it this? Like, he, they, they go through this thing. And Don Nealon was one of these guys that, uh, basically, he never said curse words. He was like you, Mike. Ah shucks. Gosh darn it. You know what I mean? Ding blamit. Right, exactly. Targ nabbit. Whatever it is. Dag nabbit. Like he Judas Breeze. He would say that kind of stuff. Rice Krispies. Only to the press. You know, and no one knew, like, you know, but but he relative but he kept relatively the same even with us. Like every once in a while he'd break out, but whatever. So as soon as he comes up to the punters in the back of the end zone, Snap comes to me. I have hit eight great balls. I hit this ball and it shanks off, and it goes about halfway up the first (laughs) level of the Gator Bowl. I nailed it. I just nailed it directly to the right. This thing right. turns You're over it sideways. and lands up near the club seats. This ball's gone, but it's one of those balls. You know what I mean? And Coach Nealon goes, Christ, Montgomery, I get f-ing pissed harder than that. You lost the f-ing goddamn ball. God damn it. And I'm like, now I've got the head coach of the football team, mad at me, the four-string punter has nothing to do with I the I can't even believe you knew your name. Simply because I lost one of these balls. Me neither. So I'm feeling horrible <laughs> right. already. Like, the game has not even begun. The band hasn't started. <laughs> I already feel like s***. <laughs> <shit>. So, <laughs> yeah, take two. So, all right. So, okay. The game happens, and we just get our asses hand to us. Clemson has a great football team. Uh, they run us over. Our quarterback got hurt in the second quarter. That did not help matters. It's just one of those situations. But the overall experience of the Gator Bowl was a great experience. Sure. So then then we go to our hotel rooms and we know that for the first time in a long time, we are not going to get drug tested until (laughs) the spring. So the way the NCAA works, they give you a pretty good idea of uh, when you're going to be drug tested and all those things. So for the most part, we know we're good. In my mind... That means who's going to go get a bag of weed? Back to the per diem money. We have all this money. We are in Jacksonville, Florida. We have an entire night. We can get on the bus tomorrow to go to the airport. We are good to go. So the two guys that I was – one guy that I was rooming with in our other roommate suite who are now – one is a state trooper and uh, a state that rhymes with – Pennsylvania, <laughs> okay, okay, that's a good the, clue. And the other guy, who is a state senator, oh man, in a state that rhymes with pest Gergina, <laughs> are with me on this on this mission to go find some drugs. Now, this one guy, I'll call Malix. <laughs> he goes on this mission, and his brother, I'll call. Crim 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 and Maliks. they both play the brothers they but they both play on the, on the team Krim and Maliks. and so Krim not the brother who's a senator goes out and finds not weed but cocaine because now, they're so similar in effect now, and appearance. The only time that I had seen cocaine was from the seventy-five percent of the students that came from New Jersey to go to West Virginia. <laughs> However, I was not privy to this cocaine lifestyle. This is the first time you've done cocaine. I, well, I mean, I'm like I've been eighteen, so I've done it once. It wasn't a matter of not wanting to try it or it's do money, it. money, right? It's just that most people couldn't afford that. So if you're gonna go for, you know, drugs, you get weed and It's not that I I just, I'd never been around it. I'd love
0: to do cocaine. I simply can't afford it.
1: Right. That's basically what it was. Same one for the bottom shelf drugs. Yeah, exactly. All right. So he finds this cocaine, and we do some cocaine, and then we go down to the landing. Which is the Jacksonville Inner Harbor? If you've ever been to Baltimore, it's it's the waterfront in Seattle down like here. like entertainment area. Or it's, something. It's, it's it's they have a Hooters. They have a that's all they. Have. They had a
0: Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hooters on the water. They had and not a, another day. They had thing. A in They have, they had a
1: Hooters. <laughs> So we're like, you know what? Let's go to Hooters. Uh, first bad idea is to do cocaine before you want to go someplace and eat. Because you're not going to eat. You're not going to eat, and 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 we wanted to eat. But this is but you can't. This <laughs> is pitchers of beer. You know, Hooters is pitchers of Coors Light. No yes, whatever. I, I think of beer yeah. when I think of Hooters. So we're trying to chew down some chicken wings, whatever. Either way, uh, you know, and this is kind of a, it's a good area of town. It's also you could walk a couple blocks and be in a, in like warehouse areas, just questionable area, and nothing crazy. But either way, we, you know, of course, we wanted to start walking. You know, we were, hey, let's <laughs> we burn out to some energy. Yeah, some dangerous things happen along the way. Uh, I will, I will say that someone might have beat up someone who approached us. <laughs> I'll call him left. I'll call That's him it. not smiles. <laughs> 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 You're right? Okay. Either way, we get back to the uh, we get back to the hotel room after after doing some bar hopping. And keep in mind, we're eighteen years old. So everything all of us are doing is just completely like the fact that we're getting into bars, but we do have our West Virginia stuff on. It's Florida, so it's like, look, you play tonight, go in the bar. Go ahead, son. You get into cl- you, like at that age, you get into clubs. You don't get into bars. You get into clubs, and you know what <laughs> happens in clubs? <laughs> spending way much, too much time in the bathroom, not fixing our hair. Uh, How so much we- blow did you guys do? Well, we had two eight balls. Oh, damn. And I I didn't know what that was. You know, like even at the time, we were talking about eight balls earlier, Mike, because you're asking, uh, could you get one? <laughs> no, you are. No, you are. You're just asking how much that was because we had a different conversation about somebody else. Anyway, so uh, we start doing this cocaine in this hotel room all night. And I will just let you know that this is also the same hotel room where I could hear the couple having sex yes, next door yes, to yes. me. Uh, they're, they're unusually quiet that night. I think they were probably, you know, despondent about the fact that we lost. Either way. So- it's about 4 o'clock in the morning. Those guys decide, hey, our uh, bus check knock on the door is at 545. We're supposed to be on the bus at 6. And then we have a charter flight. We're not going on Delta. We're not going We're going on one of those big white planes that mm-hmm. we don't know where they're going because they're – Oh, they're Mike not-
0: and I know because you know we roll like that. Yeah, they're
1: not – right. Never been on a charter plane. This is one of those planes where they kind of had it decked out for athletes. So the seats are wider. Sure. They're-, they're longer. We have like two or three of these planes. The, the band came down on these planes. Like, everybody comes down on these planes. Athletic director, the whole deal. So what we know is there's going to be a knock on the door, 545. And then uh, we're going to get up and we're going to be gone. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. And I said, I'm going to jump in the shower. I'm going to get dressed. I got all my stuff packed. I sit on the bed. I still have about 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay back, close my <laughs> eyes, go to sleep. You know what I mean? And just call it a night. Not call it a night. I'm going to wake up in 15 minutes knocking on my door and right. just take a nap. I don't hear a knock on the door. My roommate does. He tried to nudge me, wake me up. He said nine times. I didn't get up. I don't know anything about this. All I know is, oh, man, is it time to go already? Like, I just feel like I got to sleep. I open the door. It's a house cleaner. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, oh, God, I am screwed. I have no money. I've spent it all on cocaine. (laughs) This is one of the first times I'm in college. I don't have a flight home. I'm in frickin' Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is before cell phones. This is before all these things. How do I get a cab ride to the airport? Like, all of these things are things that take a process, which I can't Uber, I can't this, I can't that. I'm trying to figure out cash. Thank God I had a $250- You are willing to
0: do something you've never done before? Discover card.
1: Oh, oh okay. Never mind. I missed the flight. Okay. So fortunately, uh, I get to the airport, and there are still a couple of Mountaineer players there, a couple of guys who were going to go pro, had signed with agents. One guy, uh, Lee Abrams, who was an agent back in the yep. day. He signed a couple of our players, a guy, Major Harris, and another guy named Reggie Rimbert who played, and Ronaldo Turnbull. These guys who were NFL athletes for a while, uh, Rich Bram. Uh, either way, they were they were taking their own flight home individually to Pittsburgh because the agents bought the tickets. They're not going to fly on that charter. They're not playing for West, us. West well, they're United above before. a charter, Mike. They're above a charter. So I make it to the Atlanta airport from Jacksonville. I had my mom wire me money. I was not sure that I could get a flight. From Atlanta to Pittsburgh. Okay. But this all needs to be done pretty efficiently. And again, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. It's New Year's Eve, I might add. But it is pre 9 11, which helps. It's New Year's Eve day. And I am now in the Atlanta airport where all of these guys are now laughing their ass off at the fact, because I told them who I was with and what happened. They all made the plane. I didn't make the plane. <laughs> They're laughing their asses off. They think this is the funniest thing ever. This is good. Because now I'm sitting beside Major Harris at a bar, and they're not IDing me so I can drink. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 am old. And you
0: years, must need to drink I'm 18 after years waking old. up late floating and on cocaine. I'm hungover,
1: and my head's about to pop off. So it turns out that I finally did get a flight. The problem with a flight was that it was at about 9.15 Eastern Standard Time. Now, keep in mind that my mother... Was going to a New Year's Eve extravaganza ball like with my gown. stepfather. So
0: she's in like one of the, like a gown yeah. gown? You know, it's
1: not that my stepfather didn't like me. He loved me. He didn't like me. I was just an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he loved yeah. you, but I don't think he loved you. At the you. time, I was good for washing cars and mowing grass, but I wasn't like, you know, I lo- he loves me. But, he don't but like at that him. point in time, you're like, God damn it, get out of my house. <laughs> right. And I was out of his house. Why do I still have to deal with this crap? Right. You know? Um, and I called my mom, I'm like, Mom. I got the ticket. I'm on my way to Pittsburgh. I don't have a way home. Pittsburgh's about an hour and a half away from where (laughs) I live. So my mother drove up to Pittsburgh that night, and she picked me up. Keep in mind that also when I got on the plane, I still had all my Mountaineer sweats and all that stuff from the game because that's what I was wearing. Well, the guy in the plane beside me just kept buying me drinks because he was flying home from the game, and he's a Mountaineer fan. They never asked how old I was. When I got off that plane in Pittsburgh, I am absolutely hammered, <laughs> hammered. I so am, much has changed. I am hammered. I am hammered. Also, I realize I've got to go to the bathroom real bad. I go into the bathroom. I'm getting ready to smoke a cigarette, getting ready to, to do my thing. I reach in my pocket to grab my lighter, go to the bathroom, realize I have a small bag of cocaine on me. Oh, <laughs> What is the smartest thing for me to do at this point before my mom gets here? i got to wake up. I'm drunk. I, mean, I, I I can't bust this hangover. What do you even go? Like, man, do the coke that you want. to I'll be, I'll doing on a cocaine. To- on a toilet paper roll in the Pittsburgh airport. <laughs> I'm doing the rest of this cocaine <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Now, when my mom arrives, and granted, you can't say, like, I'm here. There's no payphone. Like, I can't call her all right. the way. Like, there's no communication. Like, I'm just outside with my bags, not only am I with my bags, but I'm also with like a bigger bag of like kind of partial equipment. Because yeah. I didn't get that stuff loaded onto the bus and onto the, like, I got some bags, you know what I mean? And I see my mom pull up and I recognize the car because it was a pink Volkswagen bus. And she gets out in a ball gown. I mean, in a ball gown. I thought you'd say ball gag. I'm so happy. In a ball gown. That is All ball right. gown. It's a ball gown. She has missed. Her New Year's Eve ball festivities. She looked absolutely, give her credit, fantastic. My mom looked beautiful. No one knows that
0: except you. Ready for
1: a wonderful night out. (laughs) I am trying to get my coke cleaned up alcoholic ass into that bus and try to explain to her the series of events that have happened and transpired to get me to this point. Did you leave out the cocaine? The one thing that I did not want to bring up is the series of things that led up to this point. (laughs) That is correct. So, you know, how do I... It didn't matter what I'd said. Like, either way, it was just one of those things where it was basically one of the first times that I had done cocaine. And, you know, like, I felt like I'd come that far in that short period of time (laughs) with the football thing, with all this stuff. And, like, maybe my parents would be proud of me. You know, I I did go to the Gator Bowl. They hated me. They were so pissed off at me and hated my guts because I effed up their New Year's Eve plans. That's all they wanted. They spent like $100 then to get a ticket to some fancy, fancy ball, right? You know what I mean? And so my stepfather hates my guts at this point. My mom hates my goddamn guts. I wanted everyone to be real happy for me because I went from being on the couch and being a stunner to playing in a bowl game in less than a year. And blowing through lines of coke and missing a flight. Turns out that, uh, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. We're going to have to send
0: this podcast to your mother now.
1: Yeah, I know. I guess we'll save the uh, kidnapping for another time. Did I go too long?
0: Oh, no, I'm fine. i no, save the kidnapping.
1: <laughs> you want to save the kidnapping? There
0: are stories people, have heard. there's just a lot to it. But
1: let's just wait till next week. All right. Okay. There you go on the uh, till next week. The greatest story never told. I, <laughs> I College the,
0: athletics. I hope the hell you, you like that. <laughs> what do you think the major Harrises and Turnbulls will think if they hear that?
1: They we didn't say, know he's on coke. I didn't even know we had a fourth-string punter.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill on
1: Radio.com. Oh man!
0: A double flush production.